And we're back with Encounter with God. You are with Lyle and Minnie. Minnie this morning. Yeah. We're super glad to have Minnie on the show. And before we get into our Encounter with God mm. section, we just need to remind everybody that if you don't have the Faith FM app, you are missing out. So go to your app store, get Faith FM Australia. It is the best way to listen to Faith FM because you're never going to run out of a signal. You can just drive wherever you want and it just keeps running. You run it through your car stereo or run it through your headset, through your earpieces, through your earmuffs if you're working in a workshop. Uh, however you'd like to do it, it is the most amazing way to listen to Faith FM. Plus there's a whole bunch of other features you can catch up with past programs. There's podcasts, all kinds of things that are happening right there. So... Faith FM Australia app is where it's at. Mark chapter 5, Minnie, let's go to Mark chapter 5. We're going to start in verse 1. Our Bible study, this is 20 million movement Bible study, 20 million people all studying the same passage of the Bible at the same time. And you get to join us right here on Faith FM. But Mark chapter 1, sorry, chapter 5 and verse 1 is where we're going to start. Go for it, Minnie. How many verses? Just, ah, just, 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 just read a few and see where we end up. Ah, oh, happy days. Beautiful. Okay, so Mark chapter 5, verse 1 reads, Then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gadarenes. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there um, came out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains. Okay, let's stop there for a moment. Let's just talk a little bit about what we have so far. Okay. All right, um, you're on the boat, Minnie. Yes, I am. And you <laughs> land on the beach, and this guy turns up. How are you feeling right now? Okay, so this guy is obviously um, somebody that the local population has tried to restrain on numerous occasions. Mm. It's pretty serious if you're using chains. Yes, they've never been able to restrain him, as we're going to see as we continue reading on down through. He is possessed by multiple demons, mm. we're going to find out. And he's naked, mm -hmm. and he comes just charging out onto the beach. Mm -hmm. from, from where he lives in the tombs. Oh, imagine. that's right, yeah. and he lives in the tombs. Okay, so that's unusual. <laughs> a whole extra dynamic. Yeah. All right, so um, we do need to make a bit of an explanation there as to why he lives in tombs. There are many different burial um, traditions that different cultures have. Mm -hmm. You know, some people do cremation, some people do burials in the ground, some people, people do burials in caves, some people do burials on the top of trees, whatever it might be. There are lots of different traditions that people have. Aye. And... Really, there's no right or wrong way of doing it. It's, uh, it's, you know, there's obviously some right or wrong beliefs involved in burials, but there's no right or wrong way of doing a burial. And um, really, it's all about what is going to give you closure within the culture that you live in. Mm. So Jewish tradition was that a person was buried in a cave. Mm. And yeah. so they would either use a natural cave and you find that happening early on in their history when natural caves were available uh, for instance Abraham buys the cave of Machpelah to bury uh, his family in mm -hmm. that's a natural cave but because you know the population obviously grows beyond the capabilities of natural caves and so Jewish people would then dig their own caves Oof. And so what would you, would, you would create basically a tunnel in the ground. Um, within that tunnel, there'd be niches in the walls. And in those niches, you would lay the bodies. 
Um, when the when the body turned back to a skeleton, you would take the skeleton out and put it into a bone box. That was a way of saving space. And you'd stack True. the bone boxes in there. Oh, wow. The ossuaries. Yes. Wow. Um, and so this was, this was Jewish, tradi- Jewish burial mm. tradition right mm. here. And so when you've got this person who is not allowed to live in society because he is demon-possessed and he comes charging out of the caves, then you have a... Uh, um, the, the reason that he's living in the caves is because, well, that's actually a place where you can find shelter. Mm. Mm-hmm. But it would be kind of weird, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, I just imagine for the disciples it would have been quite uh, <laughs> confronting. Like, Jesus, are you sure this is where we're meant to be? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you be doing at this particular point? You land on this beach there, Minnie. What would you be doing? This guy comes charging out. Oh, look. To be totally honest, I'd probably be very curious and also totally terrified. <laughs> At the like, same time. Hmm, what's happened here? Let me just but, stand behind Jesus, yeah, right? Yeah, you, you go first. <laughs> That's right. Let me st- Jesus is here, so I'm kind of cool with this, but yeah. I'm still going to stand behind you, yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah. because you're the one who's uh, kind of not flinching right now. I was like, you're the one who does the things, you know, with the miracles and the... Yeah, but I, I, it would still be a very uh, confronting oh, experience, yeah. I'd imagine. Absolutely. Yeah. Particularly because you know... You're not going up against just a human being here. Mm. You're going up against evil spirits. Mm. Uh, this is this is spiritual warfare. This is taking place in the spirit realm. Mm. Mm-hmm. All right, absolutely. Let's um, let's continue on. Let's have another verse or two. Throw up to verse four. Yep, I just had to look at that. I was like, Where did I start? Okay, so yes, um, chapter five, verse four. Because he had often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart by him, and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying out and cutting himself with stones. Okay, so this mm. guy is actually well known. Mm. This, is, this is not somebody who is hiding away, you know, hiding away and mm. forgotten. He is tortured by demons. And he is well known to everybody. Mm. Now, what is also interesting is that there is supernatural power involved. Because I don't know about you, but it doesn't take much of a chain to chain me up. (laughs) Uh, Correct. You know, a pretty light chain. In fact, (laughs) you know, something as light as a dog chain. Mm -hmm. You might chain up your dog with a dog chain. Mm. Um, I'll challenge any human being out here to go and get one of those and to tear it apart. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's a really light chain. Mm. You know, if you go up, up a level to say a goat chain or something like that or to a log chain or, you know, you look at the heavy chains that they used for chaining prisoners up. These were, these were the equivalent of what we would call a log chain today, something mm. you drag logs out, skid logs out of the bush with. Mm-hmm. They were heavy, heavy chains that were used in ancient times. And okay, the metallurgy may not have been what it is today, but it was still plenty good enough. Mm, absolutely. And so this guy was just tearing those chains apart. Mm. They were unable to restrain him. It wasn't going to happen. And so this is not human power. No. This is supernatural power that is involved. This person is, is being... Um, controlled by demons those demons are working through him Mm. 
and those demons are doing things in the sight of other people to terrorize the people that are around. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Okay, so that's not the only scary thing. Scary thing number one, he lives in the tomb. Scary thing number two is you can't chain him up. Scary Mm. thing number three is what he does all night. Mm. What's he doing all night? He's crying and cutting himself with stones. Okay, so this is a really tortured individual, isn't Mm. he? Mm. And you kind of get the impression that this is somebody who has been um, attacked by demons Mm. to the point that they have total control, but somewhere or other... He's tortured by that and he doesn't actually want it. He wants freedom. Mm. And so Jesus turns up and you can imagine the warfare that takes... Well, actually, I can't imagine the warfare that takes place because demon possession is something that I've never experienced. But there's going to be warfare where there's going to be something inside himself that says, you can get freedom here. Mm. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, demons who are saying, no, you can't. Yes. Yeah. This is a massive battle right here. Mm. Okay, so he comes charging out onto the beach. And verse 7. Where did we get up to? Six, yeah, verse, verse 6. Verse 6. Okay, so when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with, uh, what, yeah, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Okay, slop there for a moment. Mm. Who's speaking here? The demons. How do we know it's the demons? Because they believe that Jesus is there to torment him. Exactly. No human being is going to be like, oh, Jesus turned up. He's going to torment me. I mean, (laughs) you've never had that experience, have you? (laughs) Never. (laughs) It's like, Mm. that's never going to happen. Mm. But the demons are Mm. afraid of Jesus. You know, it's interesting what I see taking place here. And here's a couple of um, thoughts that I think we should think about. Why didn't the demons just stop him from going anywhere near Jesus? Mm. He is possessed yeah. by demons. So why do the demons even allow him to be in the presence of Jesus? Because the demons obviously don't want to be there like, mm-hmm. we're going to get tormented. This is Jesus. We don't want to have anything to do with Jesus. Get us out of here. So why do they let the man go there? This is, I've never contemplated this. This is a great question. I've what, what are your con- thoughts? You I've, have- I've never actually okay. contemplated it before either. I'm, I'm, just, uh, I'm just contemplating it myself yeah. as we go. Because what I'm seeing here is that when a person has not committed the unpardonable sin, and clearly Mm -hmm. he hasn't, we know that from the rest of the story. When a person has not committed the unpardonable sin, and and, and clearly, you know, this guy has become, you know, you don't get demon possessed in a vacuum. He's done some bad stuff somewhere. He's been been messing around with something that he shouldn't have been messing around with at some particular point. Mm. Um, This has not happened in a vacuum. There is a reason for this. But he has not committed the unpardonable sin. Aye. And when somebody who is under the control of demons and has not committed the unpardonable sin calls out to God, mm. then God is going to respond. Always. Yeah. Always. And the fact that he is standing in front of Jesus shows that God has already overpowered the demons mm-hmm. to some extent on his behalf. Ah, oh, yes. Yep. Yep. So Even a, if he didn't feel it at the time. Yeah. Like he's still, you know, these demons are just speaking out of him. Oh, that's amazing. I'm just thinking about that. <laughs> this is a cool thought. Yeah. Is, 
Yeah, I'm picking up what you're putting down, Lyle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's think about this a bit further. So then um, for us, we know that God will never force our conscience. Mm-hmm. He will never force us to do anything we don't want to do. Absolutely. But he will also not let Satan force us against yes. our will. Hard out. And even when Satan gains control of a person... Mm. If that person chooses to move towards God, Mm. Satan can't force them even though he wants to Mm -hmm. because if in their mind they make a decision to choose to move towards God, God will give them the power over Satan to be able to do so. Mm. That's actually massive, isn't it, how much we actually do still have choice. Wow, yep. Even though, like, as, yeah. you, as you said, you know he has made probably choices up to this point. Oh, absolutely! You know, that he's in this. Yeah, yeah. There's a reason for it. Yeah, that's right. Um, mm. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, I like this. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> Verse uh, eight and nine. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, uh, for he said to him, "Come out of the man, unclean spirits." Then he asked him, "What is your name?" And he answered, saying, "My name is Legion, for we are many." Why do you think Jesus asked what his name was? Do you think Jesus? You think Jesus didn't know the name of the de- ne- demons? No, I think he did. Yeah, I think he did too. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Why do you think he asked? Okay, so we're giving a we're giving a uh, we've got a, a book that we're giving away today, which is a testimony. It's mm, part of the mm. part of the, uh, the the quiz, the prize for the quiz. It's a it's a personal testimony, okay. Willie Ramos's testimony. Think about this for a moment. You're going to let's say you've been a demon possessed person and you're going to share your testimony and how you've been set free by Jesus Christ and you say yes I was set free from possession by a demon. Mm. Okay, then compare that with um, somebody who is sharing their testimony who says I've been set free by Jesus Christ mm-hmm. from a legion of demons. You know how much how big a legion is? Was that a thousand? Uh, it's about six to seven thousand, somewhere in that oh, range. Yeah, okay. a Roman, a Roman <laughs> legion, a Roman legion was very, very large. Oh, wow! Yeah, yeah, you could take on an entire nation with one legion. Mm. You know, in the ancient world. Man. So you're talking somewhere between six and seven, maybe seven and a half thousand demons mm. that have infected this particular person. Mm-hmm. And if Jesus had just cast them out, thought you're gone. Because that's what that's the power that Jesus has, and he demonstrates that on multiple occasions. Mm. Then the testimony is, yeah, I was filled with a lot of um, demons, or the testimony is I've been released from demon possession. Oh, mm-hmm. But now he's able to, because it's been publicly stated, yes. the demon has publicly stated mm. it. Now, this is cool. Do you think that the demons wanted to add power to this man's <laughs> testimony? Not at all. But when Jesus yeah. says, what is your name... It automatically just adds so much they, to it. They, yep. they do not have yep. the power to resist mm. the ruler and creator of the universe. Mm-hmm. And it just comes pouring out like, like oh, I don't want to say anything, but <laughs> okay, all right. There's about, there's about 7,000 of us here. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay. I, I totally see what you're saying with that. Yep. All right. We'll continue on with the story because it gets even more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, verse 10 we're up to. Yes. Okay. Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. Now, a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. 
So all the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the, then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. So those who fed the swine fled, and they told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see what it was that had happened. Okay, let's stop there for a moment. Mm. All right. This is an interesting story. Mm. Poor pigs. <laughs> I know. Um, have you ever owned a pet I've pig? Never. I've never. Apparently they make very good pets. Uh, our, our, neighbors, our neighbors had um, a pet pig for a while, mm. and it was actually the sweetest creature that you ever came mm. across. Um, and it had so much personality, and we really loved watching it over the fence. Um, and then they decided that it was dinner. No! <laughs> yeah, it was a bit sad. I couldn't do that from a pet to you. Oh. Anyway, yeah. it was a bit sad. Okay, so what's going on here? This is, a, this is, a, this is an interesting story right this here, is isn't it? This is like a story. really random story. Mm. Why, does, why, do they so, why do they want to go into the pigs and why does Jesus let them go into the pigs and why why do they kill all the pigs? <laughs> it's like one of those really 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 interesting stories. Let's 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 spend a there's there's a lot of different answers yeah. to this, and we're just going to look at one or two aspects as we work our way through it. Okay. First of all, should these people have had pigs, and particularly a whole lot of pigs? Probably not third Jews. Are they Jews? Yeah. Oh, yeah, then not really. No, no not, not at, at all. all. <laughs> not at all. It's interesting yeah. how archaeologists um, identify Israelite settlements when they're doing archaeology. The first thing they're going to look for is whether there are any pig bones. Wow. And okay. if there are pig bones present, they usually identify as a Canaanite settlement rather than Israelite settlement. Mm. We're going to talk more about the uh, story of the pigs. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Now, where were we up to? We were talking about the pigs mm-hmm. and, and the fact that they shouldn't have had those pigs in the first place. Yes. And this is not a small piggery. <laughs> if there's 2,000, like, that's, that's a pretty solid... <laughs> was it 2,000 or 200? Two... Uh, uh, verse 13. Verse 13. They're about 2,000. Read, 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 read for us verse 13. Okay. And at once Jesus gave them permission... Um, then the unclean spirits went out and entered the swine. There were about 2,000. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. Th- that's a lot. That is a lot of pigs. That's a massive piggery. Could you imagine just hearing these pigs run by? Like, what is happening? Can you imagine the smell? Oh, yeah. Have you ever lived near a piggery? Not close to one, though. No. I've never lived close to one, but close enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm sort of thinking maybe five kilometres. Mm. Where when the wind blew the wrong direction, <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, it yeah. was rank, <laughs> seriously rank. Okay, mm. all right, you've got two thousand pigs here. Yeah. What, what, why does Jesus? Why does Jesus let them go into the pigs? And then why do the why do the pigs kill themselves? Why, why do the, the demons kill the pigs? What, what, what lesson is being, do we learn right here? You know, I've heard so many explanations and I can't think of a single one at the moment. <laughs> I think there's, there's a whole bunch of different things that, that, that you can draw out of this. Mm. And the first thing that I want to comment on is the fact that, okay, they shouldn't have had these pigs there in the first place. Yep. 
Um, the pigs, unlike human beings, are not moral human beings in relationship to salvation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for a moral human being uh, that has the opportunity for salvation, God is never going to cut off that opportunity for salvation while the chance for salvation yeah. exists. In other words, never, he's not going to close their probation mm. while there is the opportunity for them to be saved. Mm. Those same restrictions don't apply to the pigs. Because these are not beings that are going to be saved, unsaved, or anything else. They're just, they're just pigs. Mm. By allowing the demons to go into the pigs, what happens is that our world gets a demonstration of what Satan would like to do mm. without the restraining hand of God. Yeah. Because there is a restraining hand of God that stops Satan from killing all of us and closing our probation Mm. because it is not God's will that any should perish but that all should come to repentance. And uh, when that restraining hand is withdrawn, as in the pigs, because they're not moral human beings as far as salvation goes, uh, we get a demonstration of what Satan would do Mm. if Satan could do. That's a really good point. Satan Satan has no care, No. no interest, um, he doesn't care for pigs. He doesn't care for people. He doesn't care for any kind of living being whatsoever at all. And the only thing that he would do if he had complete control over this world would be to instantly and torturously kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find it actually quite interesting, you know, in the story that the demons say to Jesus, you know, why, why are you coming to t- torment me? And I'm like, that's not what Jesus is about. And and then they beg him, okay, well, don't you know, don't do this and send us into the pigs. And he allows this. I just think what you were saying, you know, Satan is so for destruction. Yep. And Jesus, is like, you know, I would do anything to save this man at all costs. Like, yep. I'm here. And so you can him. almost get that sense of frustration. Sorry, I, I, I cut you off there. No, you go. You almost get that sense of frustration that they've got. There's like seven thousand of these demons, you know in this individual and they haven't been able to kill him. Mm, mm. It's like, okay, so we've been torturing this guy for a very, very long time. We're not going to be able to do that anymore. Bummer. All right, well, can you at least let us go into those pigs over there? Mm-hmm. And they go into the pigs and they just act like demons. Yeah. They, just, they just vent. They just do what demons would do with the restraining hand of God removed. Yeah, yeah. Ah, amazing stuff. Mm. Let's keep reading. Where are we up to? We are up to... 15, 15. 15. Go for it there. Man. Okay. So then they came to Jesus. Uh, these are the people from the city I'm imagining. Then they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been demon possessed and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. And those who saw it told them how it happened to him who had been demon possessed and about the swine. Then they began to plead with Jesus to depart from their region. Okay. Mm. All right. How much sense does this, does this make? I think this is crazy. <laughs> is it the most the nuts pi- story you've ever seen? Oh. So they all turn up yep. because obviously there's a big commotion, all these pigs, you know, screaming, whoo, they'd be hard on your ears. Oh, yeah. Have you, you ever like picked up a pig and just had it squeal? No, but I've heard it squeal and oh, it's terrifying. You're like, what is that? It is ear splitting. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. actually painful mm-hmm. on your ears. Um, yeah. Okay, so you imagine 2,000 of them. Mm. 
So that's going to attract a large crowd. They all turn up. And what do they find when they turn up? There's Jesus on the beach. Mm. And there is this crazy guy on the beach. And he's sitting there and he's clothed and in his right mind. It's crazy that they're now more scared of that than they were with his crazy. And then they tell Jesus yeah, to go. They're like, no, no, we, we, don't, we don't need this here. <laughs> like, okay, here's, here's, here's a thought. It's going to blow your mind. Oh, okay, here we go. I'm ready. When, uh, when uh, the demon-possessed man comes out, the disciples are afraid. They all run back to the boat. <laughs> Jesus is left standing there alone. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. The people turn up. There's Jesus standing there. There is the man standing there or sitting there. And he's clothed. He was naked before. So where did he get his clothes? I have never thought about this. There is only one option. There's only one other option. That's right. Jesus Jesus gave him his clothes. What does Jesus want to do for you? He wants to clothe you with his righteousness. Yeah. And that's what transformed 